right, it's another edition of A This Guy's Podcast. Uh, wow, hello. Boy, so much news is coming out of everywhere. Uh, breaking news, and we're going to kind of start with it, uh, Fry Guy. Uh, the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, along with his wife, the First Lady Melania Trump, uh, tested uh, positive for COVID. And I just want to uh, say right now, um, I hope a speedy recovery uh, for both the President uh, and the First Lady, um, especially because we know what COVID has done. We know that COVID uh, has caused over 204,000 deaths, and that's just here in the United States. Uh, so we really do wish um, that the President of the United States of America um, has a speedy recovery uh, and that uh, there's no really uh, major health uh, obstacles that are along, that actually come with uh, contracting COVID. Um, with that being said, uh, the presidential debate happened this week, um, and it was something that we were looking for, forward to. I know I was. I was just, I just for, for Biden, actually, to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with this guy um, in a debate so that they can kind of just square off and, and, and make it happen. Yeah, so the debate happened. Um, and wow, what a farce, what a farce. So disappointed. I was so disappointed, bro. Never been disappointed in like I was watching the debate. I have been following debates for a long, long time, for a long time. And I'm going to say the debate that I saw, this presidential debate was, uh, it was, it didn't even seem like a debate to me. It seemed like, um, it seemed like a little angry, you know how kids go and, and you know, when kids are playing, and yep. they're in the playground and and then or and you know and you know you you grab something or you say something say hey and you never and you oh you may get into an argument and let me just yeah. say this let me let me let me set this up real quickly you've been in an argument i know and i know that i have been in arguments where i have been trying to get my word out or to mm -hmm. be able to give mine and i can't get it i can't get get it out before the simple fact that the other person won't let me talk the other person, every time I try to say something that I think that's going to make some kind of sense over the other person, hey, yeah, 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 and then you just keep talking and keep talking. Sometimes, you know, sometimes if you're in a relationship, you have to walk away yeah. from that situation. I think that would be the best bet, especially if you're a man. Walk away, calm down, collect your thoughts, get it together, and then kind of respond from there. You if you know, as well as I know, when you're very emotional, it's hard to do those kind of things. And when you're excited, your adrenaline is rolling, uh, it's really hard to do those things. Um, but it has happened. I have tried to get a word in. And yes, I have probably been on the opposite side where the other person was trying to get a word in and they couldn't because I kept yapping and yapping and yapping and yapping. Okay, I'm human, I'm a robot. Right. But yes, that's what that whole thing reminded me of when I was watching Tuesday night, the first ever debate with Donald Trump, Joe Biden. Here they are in a prime opportunity for the incumbent of the United States, President Trump. He had a major stage. He could have did a lot of things and said a lot of things to kind of sway his numbers to going upward instead of going downward, uh, just going into it. But instead of helping himself, uh, to me, it seemed like he hurt himself. And it just wasn't us watching. He has a global stage. You got people all over the world watching. And just to kind of piggyback with some of the things, I don't want to get right into Biden yet. I want to kind of put a focus on 
put focus on the president. Um, his crew knew uh, that they needed to follow rules going into the debate. They, they, both sides, Democrats, Republicans. Hey, here are the rules. You guys got to follow the rules. Uh, and this is what it's supposed to be about. But did we not, do we understand that we're talking about Donald Trump, the person that, that breaks every rule there is in the book? Okay. Uh, did we expect for him to follow those rules? I mean, I think some of us probably gave him the benefit of the doubt that he would probably do exactly what was expected of him to do. He didn't do it. He did not let the vice president get a chance to even uh, respond like he could have responded. Now, could that have been a tactic that they used going into it? Yes, I think maybe it probably was. Hey, get Joe off his rocker, you know, make Joe, you know, it's almost like a box. And this was a heavyweight round, bro. You, you, and you're going toe to toe, right? And you, you're sticking and moving. You feel me? You're sticking and moving. Mm -hmm. And that's what Trump does. And it seems like that's what he was doing. Here's a blow, 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 blow. And then he stands back, right? And then Joe has, Joe has to respond. That's what it looked like to me. Uh, two, two, two guys, one guy trying to get his... This other guy, he's trying to, and then he's not letting this guy get his word in. So childish, dude. I thought it was a, and at, at some point I had to even ask myself, Fry Guy, what the hell am I watching? What the hell am I watching? Let me get your thoughts before we move on. I know we were talking off the record that you were watching the debate and you said how you got into it, but give me your, your thoughts on uh, your first ever well, I don't know if this is your, your first, maybe, okay. okay yeah, I, I definitely was my first. Yeah, yeah. Give me yeah, your thoughts on your first ever yeah. debate. So normally I don't really watch the presidential debate too hard. Like I'll glance at it every now and then, but this time I was really glued into it. Maybe because I'm older now, now, you know, I have kids and stuff like that. So maybe that's, and it is affecting my livelihood, especially the things that's going on in the world. I mean, seeing that I was glued in. I was expecting it to be kind of a little tit for tat. But I was like, you know, it's a presidential debate. I had these expectations, like it was going to be kind of like what I saw. And I was I was shocked still to see that, like, oh, my God, they are literally doing what I kind of expected them to do. Like, I was like, I thought these are two grown men. These are two people who are going to be leaders of the United States. And just to see how they were going back and forth and everybody was talking over the other. But to focus on what you were talking about on the Trump side, I completely agree with you that I, I know that they know that these are the rules and we're supposed to do this, but look at Trump's record. Like pretty much look how you do the state of emergency when he has his speeches. He pretty much interrupts, talks over people, talks over reporters. I mean, that's his tactic. And he gets, and I think that was his tactic going in, him and his team, to get Joe Biden kind of riled up. And I, I think to him, it, I don't want to say he gained votes, I don't even think he lost votes. I really think it's like, this is what you expect Trump to do. And to say, just to see him act on it, and we can get into the specifics of what he actually said, but like to see that overall on his side, it's kind of like, I, I expected it. I just didn't expect both sides to go like that. Yeah, and, and, and given the part that you said it was your first debate, normally, you know, you give your opponent. And the moderator yeah. is someone that you, you're supposed to follow in yeah. the debate, right? Somebody yeah. that is credible. You got Chris Wallace, who's a journalist. 
who's been around for a long time, very respectable, right? Even though yeah. you know, he's from Fox News, but very respectable. He didn't start yeah. off at Fox News. He started off at another network, and I remember years ago. Uh, but here's the thing with this guy. The moderator, you take your points and clues from the moderator, you're right? And the yeah. moderator is there to do what? To moderate, to yes. give you a question, to give you an opportunity to respond. Uh, Donald Trump blew it um, as a leader, as a leader coming into it. And the first debate now, are there going to be two or two more? There's supposed to be two more scheduled. We don't even know Normally, yeah. now. Uh, but as a leader, you come in as an incumbent and you, you, you're, you're supposed to be presidential. But you have to give your opponent the opportunity to be able to respond. And I can see the frustration in Joe Biden. So what I think that a lot of the American people, people that know Joe, know Joe, right? But I, yeah. I know that Joe wanted to say some things that he wanted to, but his, got team, a few things his team, bro, you know what his team said, Joe, don't do it, Joe. Joe, be careful. Just be, be presidential. And like, because this guy's going to go low. He's going to go low, but be presidential. Joe tried to do everything that you and I could do in a situation like that without having somebody, without having to really look over to the person and say, clown? Yeah. You're a clown. Yeah. He has no plan. He has no plan. Uh, and because, and, and, I, and I wish that the president, I'm sorry, the vice president could have actually uh, went on a little longer with that because I know that was part of his team to kind of bring up, hey, he has no plan. Keep reiterating, he has no plan. This guy, four years on his watch, he has no plan. What has he done? He has no plan. What has he done for the middle class? He has no plan. Joe was ready. Joe was prepared. But when someone, and this could be any of us, is not letting you respond in the kind of way he got frustrated, and he said what he said. I am so glad that the vice president said what he said in his rebuttal, though, because he called Donald Trump a racist, which we all know he's a racist. He called him a clown, which we all know he's a clown. We said that he didn't have a plan. We all know he doesn't have a plan. And most importantly, it happened on your watch, Mr. President. And you knew about this. You are the guy who said that in April, this COVID thing is going to be gone it is so sad to go back and watch some of those visuals and now to know that this man the leader of the free world has now contracted covid him and his wife for what why why because of the mixed messaging with the mask you're going to these major rallies these 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 pet houses with with people not wearing their mask and it's dangerous. It is so dangerous, Mr. President. But now, here we go. Do you know though, bro? This is a national security. This is a this is a security. Um, when it comes to national security, it is a problem now that this man. Not to say a problem, but it is something for people to worry about, right? We don't know the outcome. We don't know. I was just getting some news here uh, earlier that. Um, he hasn't really been showing any signs um, right. of anything, and then that they're they're closely uh, monitoring um, his activity. And for those who don't know, just to give you an update, uh, Biden and of course Jill Biden, his wife tested negative, yep. uh, right? So they had to go and do the test. But on that stage that night, you saw Biden with his mask on, and you saw them keep their distance, right? But even yep. that night, we don't know if 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 the president was affected then. I mean, you have to think about that. That was Tuesday, right. Wednesday, uh, Fry Guy. He's in Minnesota 
with um, his, his aide, uh, Hope Hicks, and who's a special advisor who actually con contact, uh, contracted it and became positive. And she was on Marine One. She was, they were all together. Uh, Jared Kushner, the son of all these people, they were all together. Do you understand me? And yeah. with no mask, wearing no mask, according to reporters. Yeah. But, bro, to be able to, to be someone to say, hey, you don't need to wear your, I don't care, you know, mask. And then he ridiculed Joe Biden. He ridiculed Joe Biden for wearing his mask. I couldn't believe it. And now it's playing back. He's like, oh, yeah, he wears his mask. Or he wears it all big. Every time you see him, he's got his mask on. I just, my take from it is like, okay, first, now we on, okay, first the moderator. I feel like Chris Wallace, right? I feel like he did a poor job as well. <laughs> Extremely poor job as well. And the reason why he I said so that weak. is, he seems so yeah, weak. It's it your job as a mo moderator. Your job is to create structure and make sure the rules are given fairly and pretty much cre uh, create order along this whole thing, when, especially when it comes to a debate. We see it all the time. And the fact is you did not, they should have gave him an opportunity to cut somebody's mic off so somebody can speak or something. And you just let both both sides, let them do it. So on his job, poor job, well, hopefully they have another one, a better moderator that can pretty much create order and create structure there. Now on Joe Biden's side, he, I know he, did, I know he tried to do the best he could. And I'm pretty sure his team told him, like, you know Trump is going to probably overtalk you and rattle you. And, and, I, and he, he, probably, he probably did the best he could. And, and I know he let some things slip, like obviously calling him a clown, uh, you know, and then telling him to just you shut know, like, You know up. what, looking at it, like, you know how they always talk about Trump's base and how Trump's base loves everything he says? Well, let me tell you something. I felt like there was, I, I actually, like, within the arena and that kind of climate, I felt like Joe could get away with that just because of the type of person that he was dealing with. Uh, but, remember, and then, this, because Trump has belittled everybody he's ever cheated. True, yes. But on the flip side is, you got to show that you above that at the same time. Now, I get it. After a while, you keep poking me and poking me and poking me. So eventually, just I'm like going to say something. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like, like anyone. It's, it's human nature. But at the same time, then I think he start kind of stooping to his level. So then it just became, well, if you're going to cut me off, I'm going to cut you off. So you, you get what I'm saying? So, And you know what's so funny? It just my overall just take of it all is like just kids. like, yeah. yeah, like even when the issues became like the, the biggest talk, like pretty much the key takeaways. I mean, there's other key takeaways. Trust me, we could talk there's about so many. But the main key takeaways that I saw from it, even when they brought up certain issues, like the main thing people talk about, how they were just talking over each other. I'm like, what about the issues at hand? What about like, no, they, like we don't really know, come on, Joe's issue, because they, was, they, they kept over talking each other. We don't really know Trump's stance. Now they, they did get out some key words in there and key phrases and stuff like that, but we didn't really get a full plan from each candidate. And that's the part that's kind of like said, we more about how they going back and forth and childish. And I just feel like, I, I don't even feel like on, on, on Biden's side that he helped his case. I don't think he made his case worse either. I just feel like it's a standstill. I was like, I feel like this just became just back and forth. And we need another debate to see like, okay, let's see somebody stands to see who actually now I, let's, let's hear Joe Biden's plan. Let's hear Trump's plan. Cause they keep over talking. So they need to cut out the mics. They need to do something if they're going to continue to over talk. Cause if this is going to be the whole thing, I'm just going to over talk you. We're never going to really get the answers to know so we can see who we're going to vote for or who the people I should say should vote for. So that's one of the things too. And I, I, one key thing, I do want to say this one thing watching it. And I, I, I think I told you this off, uh, 
off the air and stuff like that. And that's <laughs> the one thing when it came to the topic of black people and the future <laughs> of our people. And I said this and I was like, I think the one thing that's, you know, seeing three white men talking about the future of black people, it was nice to see have someone of color. That's why I can't wait to see Kamala's uh, speech and hear her talk. So it's, it's going to that be a little bit more refreshing. But that said, we had three white men speaking on the future of black people and that and deciding our future and what we should do and how we should go about it. And that's kind of like saddening at the same time, a little bit like disheartening a little bit. But I, I feel like Joe did the best he could on his side. It just, I think after a while, he just got a little frustrated and then just start doing kind of the same taxes that Trump was doing. If you're going to out over talk me in and cut me off, I'm going to do the same thing. So, yeah, you because know, Chris Wallace I, I, is yeah. the moderator, like you said, the, the moderator lost control. And see, yes. when you lose control in a situation like that, man, it's like all hell is going to break. And out. that's why, and that's why most of the, the the main takeaway was like, well, that like everybody at the end was like, well, that was entertaining or that was something, because like <laughs> the moderator didn't have no control over it, and that's your job to create structure and order of it, and that's the thing. Why it, it really starts from him, because you're the one controlling the thing. So you can literally say, okay, we're going to cut off somebody's mic. Okay. Uh, President Trump, I told you one time, okay, that's it, cut off his mic. Uh, Biden, I told you one time, okay, cut off his mic. So we can hear what they're saying. Like, I, I want to hear the points. That's the point. That's why I was tuning in. I want to hear, I want to hear their stance on certain topics. And it was hard to hear when they yeah. over talking and, and going back and forth. So much. And you and I kind of discussed this too. If we're doing a radio show, which we've done radio shows, we've done podcasts, you got a host, you got a co-host, you got producers, yep. you got other people in there. There's a certain order. You know, and it's a certain order, the same kind of order that we have. Can you imagine that everybody's talking on everybody uh, every, and no one can actually get their their point across or even yeah. share their opinion? Exactly. As a listener, you're like, what is going on? Like, I don't even know what they're talking about. They just sound like they're yelling on top of each other. And that was the main thing. Like, I don't even like at the end, like I've heard certain stancing and phrases that we could talk about. But at the same time, I was like, I don't even know where they fully stand. It just sounds like they're all over the place on both sides because they was talking over each other. So I couldn't really even understand it. It, it was just. It was just a mess. It was entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was laughing. I never yeah. laughed at a, a presidential debate before, and I was like, "This is comical." At the same time, so it, it was crazy. I agree with you. It was it was pretty funny, and it was entertaining. And I'm sure Donald Trump would like that because you know I think he feels he still thinks he's on the Apprentice. Uh, but my thing is, in uh, <laughs> ways that I really feel like it's helped the vice president. I really I felt like it showed the American people. Um, maybe some people probably felt really sympathetic for for the simple fact because Donald Trump seemed like the biggest bully in the world. He seemed like he was bullying him, wouldn't get it in. Like this guy's childish. Here you are, the president of the United States, and that's why I felt like it probably helped Joe. And a couple other things I felt like kind of helped Joe was because how Joe would take the time to really look into the camera and to look in and say, "Hey, you at home, you American people, uh, like, you know, I understand it. I understand, especially the situation where it came up where he had to kind of uh, when that blow blow when Trump brought up about his son uh, doing cocaine. Joe's at first said, "No, no, no, no," and then Joe had to Joe thought about it because that's what Joe does and the experience that he's had all those years. So let me get this right. Let me say, look, you at home, I'm not alone. We've all had maybe somebody that we know a kid of ones who have been on drugs. It's a terrible thing, right?" But for that to happen, I think um, for 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 Trump to even go low, not I'm I'm, I'm surprised that he went that low. Uh, but the, but the vice president wasn't prepared for that. No one had even talked about from his team going into it that this could be something that Donald Trump may bring up. But I thought that Vice President Biden handled it really well. 
um, for the next time. And I would, I would have to say that um, Trump didn't talk about any issues. He didn't talk about any plans. Biden was trying to talk about what they would do, how, what kind of jobs they would create, what they would do. He also talked about his nominee, bro, for Supreme Court. And if you let this happen, if, you know, that's why the, the order and the with which they're doing it, it's unprecedented. And, and Biden brought that up. If you yeah, allow yeah, this to happen, what's going to happen? Now, what's going to happen to Roe versus uh, Roe v. Wade? What's going to happen to the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, where they're yeah. trying to undercut and dismantle a, a, a pre-existing conditions in the courts right now? Um, but the only thing that that man could laud, which I mean, Trump is all the doggone right-wing judges that he's put on the court and all the vacancies that he filled. Which brings me to, I wish... At some point, when we're going to vote, we know these judges. Because all these doggone judges that we have to vote for on the ballot, we don't know these people. We don't even know, not unless you know them personally, judge this, judgment. And then you, I think that's why I hate even voting for these particular judges. I think that they also need to have uh, at least maybe some, some, some kind of a, uh, I need to know about these judges. Yeah, so I know feel, who this judge is. But it's yeah. just really crazy when it comes to judges. I definitely agree with you. I feel like especially when they throwing all these judges at you. And then at that point, sometimes I feel like some people just vote if they're just Bro. a Demi Democrat or Republican. I would like if they had like a little guy. I mean, but that's, that's the thing too, it's us as a people, you know, first off, we got to make sure we get out there and vote. Before you vote though, be educated on what you know. So it's just Thank like, you. if you know who's on the ballot, do your research on them. See their history. See what they've done. See, like you know, see what 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 they convict, who they convicted, and what they did, or what they ruled on, and stuff. Certain stuff like that is important because you don't know. Like you find out later, some an issue can go down, and that judge is in charge of it, and you wonder why did that person get so many years, or yes. maybe too much, or too little. <laughs> right. Just, don't, these things are important. Know your judges. Know yes. like educate yourself. You see these people on the ballot, and it would be nice to. You know, if they had something like that, like a little quick summary or something like yeah. that, and you're like, okay, even though this person say I am, I'm both mostly Democrat, and this person's a Republican, I do like what that judge has done. Maybe I would vote for that person. You never mm -hmm. know, because it is a lot, and you know, you're just getting to know these people, like just the presidential and their stance on things on the, in certain topics. And now you got the judges on top of that. You, gotta you got to vote for. You can see a little too much. Yeah, yeah so man. it can be overwhelming at the same time. And you and we're and we're just trying to get people to just come out and vote. So and they don't even know who they're voting for, these people. So it, yeah, right. you gotta make sure you educate yourself and make sure who's on that ballot. Gotta know who's on that ballot because uh, his Supreme Court nominee has ties to Illinois and was yes. on the judge. You see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, you know, yeah. he could have did some things that sent some people away. Who knows, right? On some crazy right. like you don't and that's why it's really but that's why I want to and, and every year, I always say the same thing where every election year, you know, who are these doggone judges? They need to have more ads, political ads, even though some of them do, but yeah. they need to have ads on TV where I know, oh, this judge is judge of this circuit court. Yep. They need to, like, even like, okay, the news does a good job. Of, the, the, the news is supposed to inform you, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, even the newspaper articles, wherever, like sites, all this stuff, I feel like they should give more of a history and just say, and keep making it too vague. We're like, oh, we, we appointed this judge and, you know, uh, from Illinois. And then that's all they tell you. And then you're like, you want, I need a little bit more. Give me a little bit more. But I mean, like I said, I guess, you know, media can give you whatever it wants. It, it, it still puts onus on us to make sure that we educate ourselves. Like, okay, that's that person's name. Let me research and see what they've done. Let me, let me see how they got to this point. So, I mean, it's still on us, like, at the same time, too. But yeah, I mean, it, it works both ways, I should say. Yeah, works both ways. 
Um, let's go right back to the debate. Uh, there, when the president was actually pressured or uh, numerous of times when he was asked by Chris Wallace, the moderator, to denounce, would you denounce white supremacy? Or, uh, you know, and the president, of course, the president still can't even say that. He can't even yeah, hurt the, the they proud board. They don't, He don't even want to talk about white supremacy, right? But he don't, he's, he's even he hates said, to name say the word. Name me a group, name me a yeah, group. Name, name me a group, name me a group. And I don't know if you got to go back and watch that, but it was so funny. Biden was over there and was said, Proud Boys. Proud he Boys. said, Proud he Boys. Like, he said it multiple times. He yeah. said it right. And Trump and there, you know what that scene reminded me of, though, Fry Guy? What? I don't know if you've ever seen this movie called The Officer and the Gentleman. Okay. No, I'm sorry. You probably, that's a good one, too, but I'm sorry. A few good men. A few okay. good men with too. Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, right? That's the whole one. Remember when he was like, I, I want the truth. He said, you can't handle the truth. Remember that? That's yeah, that whole yeah. But anyway, let me set this up for you. Uh, Tom Cruise, uh, who's playing a lawyer, uh, has uh, Jack Nicholson, who's actually playing a colonel, Colonel Jessup, on the stand. And Tom Cruise is trying to get Donald, I'm sorry, Donald Trump. Trump Tom Cruise is trying to get Colonel Jessup to say, uh, yes, I ordered, I gave the order. I gave the order, right? Did you order, did you order this particular order, right? And they were, and you know what? That was the whole part of it. And Donald, Donald Trump, here we go. Jack Nicholson at that point broke and said, you're damn right, I gave the order. I gave the cold red, okay? Because it showed that, uh, you have to go see this movie. It's a very classic classic. I, I remember, I remember that, that's a classic scene. But that's where, that's what reminded me of when Chris Wallace, they pressured Donald Trump to give up a white supremacy. And he finally was like, all right, well, I don't care. All right, all right, there you go. And then he, and then there it comes, Proud Boys. And for those who don't know, let me just say, tell you who the Proud Boys are. Uh, they are a, a far-right, neo-fascist, uh, male-only organization um, with ties to white supremacy. Um, and just knowing that, uh, these guys are no good. Donald Trump tells them to stand down, but to do what? Stand by. Into so, that, you know, hey, we're not gonna, uh, y'all fall back now, but stand by from the president yeah, of the United States of America on a huge stage like that. You mean to tell me you just had given not just that those because now all over the world there are certain neo fashion you know what i mean uh, they're, all they're of just, you gave all, every you gave them all of them you all gave them, them all power and yes. so bro when that happened bro I, I i look at the screen brandon brandon i i brandon i was like what that i'm not gonna lie that should worry people because you've already look what's been going on in the world now Right, we already see what's been going on. We got people. We we got obviously you got cops, you know, killing black people left and right. You got you know people. We got looting going on. Unemployment's at all time high. We got COVID still out here. Look what's going on in the world now. I take that as pretty much an order. Pretty much an order to the world. Like he pretty much ordered those those groups. Pretty much. Hey, hold on. Pretty much. Like if if I don't win this election. You know what to do. That's how I took it. That that should worry some of us. You know, even though you like, yeah, to worry all say, of us. Say if say if Trump's out there and people are happy that maybe Trump is gone. You know what I'm saying? If he's gone and stuff like that. What about the ones who wanted Trump in there? You know, so 
that that lets you know right now calm down it's okay let let me not get my way in here y'all know what to do wreck habit yeah, i took it the that's same how way. i anybody that was smart that has common sense if you took it a different way then you are then you have a problem and i'm sure his base loved it his base loved it his base was like yes because Just now donald it. trump is telling you well we already see it i don't know i've been following these polls for a couple months and even getting closer now uh to the election I, almost less than 30 days to go here now and the polls have been showing where he's never lead he's not even leading he's never led uh he's all he's trailing and now he's even trailing more so, and then some of these battleground states right they make you know there's always a point margin of error right depending yeah. on points so a lot of times depending on how close that election is depending on what state it's, a, it's always a four point margin of error addition so uh it can either go either way but in some places um there in some of these battleground states trump is losing so this is this is his tactic i he i think their team at this point sometimes you kind of get like okay we're going to probably lose this they still have hope and faith because there could be some way that he could win it in, mm -hmm. a, in a different type of way you look at it but they're saying bro if if anything happens which we know that it could and then he's going to lose the election, that was yeah. the only thing stand by because this thing is not going to end well that's why the whole thing with the supreme court if they if they god with the confirmation now listen let me tell you something that's another thing if she's confirmed she would actually have an opportunity to vote if there's a if they have to bring the supreme court into this thing to decide on who's the winner she's going to be on the court do you understand yes. this you see the yes. magnitude of this now yes. it's it's huge man it's a huge it's big but i hope now they're saying that he's got a quarantine for 14 days. He's not going to be on the, on the trail. They're, they've got to keep his ass where he needs to be. He's not going to be out on the trail, which he probably would love to be out on the trail. You can't be out the trail right now. 14 days of quarantine, which is take two weeks off the clock. Do you understand that? Yeah, um, time, you can't have yeah. more of these big rallies, Mr. President, where there are super spreaders in the crowd. Super spreaders. You're spreading and Brandon, we don't know who's next that's going to test positive in that camp. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, to, to, to go back real quick, like, to me, the main key thing was that statement right there, the stand down and stand by. Because just think about it. Like I said, if pretty much, I mean, and, and he also kind of put in a way if I don't win, I mean, he said this before the debate, pretty much it's like, he kind of putting away if I'm not if I'm not winning I'm not just giving up so easily pretty much like I'm going down with a fight type of feel and you're gonna feel my wrath type of feel it's like a bullying tactic pretty I mean just think about it like you you're walking down and say it's the day after say if Trump loses the election and it's the day or, or so after and there is another riot or something going crazy in the world and I wouldn't be surprised if that didn't happen because look what's already been happening in the world so far with everything that I just listed earlier with COVID, you got the riots, you got, you got, you know, like I said, people dying left and right and, and, and getting off and or getting little charge on top of that. Like it, it, it's a scary time to be in. And it's like, I hope people are really paying attention to what the president is saying, paying attention to what Biden is saying, because this, this election is really serious. Like, I'm, uh, I'm, that's Brandon, why you need to go out and vote. 
Speaking of which, you just mentioned uh, your boy is actually on CNN talking about um, he's had two tests. Two Biden said he's he's live. He said he's okay. had two tests since this morning. So he had you know so uh, just kind of testing them because he's about to get on the road and try to go do some stuff. I think he's got some spots, uh, some uh, campaign spots. I think in uh, Michigan set for. But um, he's addressing um, uh, on CNN right now. I just kind of glanced at it a little bit. But like you said, um, people. Um, I think what we need to do is be um, very vigilant. And I think we need to um, be very careful as we go to the polls, because I heard the president of the United States of America said, we're going to be watching you. We're going to have people in there. I'm going to have, and, and, and for him to even say that. That's like a bullying tactic. Like, that, I got somebody mean, watching you while you vote. Like, I'm going to have somebody, really, you're, you're not going to have anybody watching. That's unconstitutional. That's unlawful. You can't do that, Mr. President. That's a bullying but do tactic. You see what he's, do you see what he's spewing in the air? Yeah. Do you see what he's spewing in the air? Yeah. This man knows what he's doing, and it's so sad, bro. Um, it is so sad in this day and age for him to test positive. Do you understand how bad that looks for him to? I mean, this looks bad. Yeah, he's bro. the one who's been spewing information for us about what we should and shouldn't do. And he had it. Like, if anybody, you should be the safest one. You're telling us how to go about this. You're, you're laying the order down. You're laying the structure down for everybody. You, you're trickling down to everybody. And it's just like. You know, like I said, I hope he has a speed of recovery. I don't, I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish COVID on nobody. But at the same time, it's like you doing this misinformation, just like you're saying this, and then one time now you're saying this, it's just back and forth information, and now you have it. And I'm like, oh, I, just, I just don't Yeah, but you know it. what it, it, brings, just, it brings? It makes me think about when my mom, when I was a kid, used to say, well, put your coat on now. Don't put because if you if you don't put your coat on, put your coat on when you go outside because you need to put your coat on. You're gonna catch a pneumonia if you don't put your coat on. Put your coat on now because if you don't go outside, uh, you're gonna catch pneumonia if you don't put your coat on, right? And then guess what? I don't put my coat on. I'm one of those bad kids. I get outside I'm like I'm not putting my coat on because I don't want to put my coat on because I don't want to have a coat on going to school. And then guess what happens? I catch pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Why? It's because I did not listen. I neglected to heed the warning. This man knew, we're gonna go back. He knew about this disease way back when he was alerted. And he talked to Bob Woodard in Bob Woodard's book. There's tape on it. He says, he's talking to him, he says, yes. Trump's like, yeah, this disease is deadly. Out of his mouth, he says it's more deadly. He says it's five times more deadlier than the flu, Bob. Yeah, he knows. And then he goes right into a press conference, right, and says, it's nothing. It's gonna be gone. Oh no. Hydrochlorophyll, take it. I love it. Yeah. Chewing him up. It's nothing. Take some bleach, drink some bleach. It's yeah. All, right. all of that crap. All right. And now look at the situation. This is a this is a this is a, this is a crazy time. And as you mentioned, voting has never been more crucial than anything. Bevel the third is right around the corner. Um, we're going to move on. We're going to start talking about the next debate, which is going to be uh, Vice President Pence and that of Kamala Harris. That debate now, Fry Guy, is scheduled for October the 7th. Are they, are they still going to have it? I'm not sure, because now they're trying to figure out their, the next debate that Trump and Biden have, it was scheduled in two weeks. We don't even know if that can happen yet because okay. now the president, you see how this is throwing everything? Because yeah. now they've got to quarantine, right? Yeah. So 
what we have to do is kind of like be, we just got to kind of see how this thing is going to happen as it develops. But I can't wait to see that debate between Kamala Harris and Pence. I think it's going to be really exciting. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a little bit more uh, organized. And I know yes. we're not going to actually go at it like that. But I think we're going to, they're going to talk more about substance and talk about more of some of the things that they need to talk about. So I'm actually looking forward to that debate. And if they do have a second and third debate for uh, Trump and Biden, I am looking forward to those debates as well. Uh, they, they have already said that they are there's not going to be like this. They don't want another episode of this. Uh, of course, you don't want this on the national stage. And so I'm sure that we will see something totally different. But the president of the United States um, is unpredictable. We don't know what this guy is going to do at any time. He may agree and say that he's going to do this. But then I heard one report say he's not going. He said, I heard one report that said he's not going to listen to all those rules and all that kind of crap. Uh, but guess what? We're talking about Donald J. Trump. Um, final thoughts, bro. Uh, and I know it's, it's, it's here, here's the thing. I, I, I want you to go ahead and, and start with your final thoughts. I got a couple things and I know that I know what you got. I know some things that you got, but I'm gonna piggyback on some of those things that you got. And then you can piggyback on some of the things that I get. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, first off, you know, I, I want to say uh, Brianna Taylor deserves better. Uh, that's what I want to say. And I also want to say, um, the rule on that is, is a whole nother thing. That is just, I, I want to say this, you give their family $12 million, you change laws in the state because of this situation. So that to me shows that, okay, we made a mistake. Why would you give them money then? Why would you do that? Why would you change laws then? Because of this situation happened. So like, let's change to help that. So next time this won't happen again. And still, those are the charges. Breonna Taylor deserves better. I, I, I feel bad for her family. And also shame on, uh, what is it, Daniel Cameron, again, speaking. He says something about people, either it was celebrities or it just regular people, pretty much saying, we live here, you don't. So when it comes to that, yeah, I heard that. injustice is everywhere. What the hell does that mean? That yeah. only means yeah. nothing. Injustice is everywhere. Everywhere. I don't care if it happens in, in, in Louisville, Kentucky, down there. I don't care if it happens in L.A. Here, injustice is everywhere. The, the whole point that we protest and do all this stuff is to pretty much in like, just social injustice. That is the whole point. You know, just create equality. That's all we want. We just want to be treated as equals. It's nothing too hard. What, what is that? Like, it's, it's, it's not too hard. <laughs> that one thing, like, deserves better. And I just want to say at the end of that, with that being said, people, brothers, sisters, all that. Let's protect our black women. We need, especially during these times, there's a lot of stuff, even in music industry, I don't want to get into, but like a lot of stuff. Let's just protect our black women because I mean, they're the key to pretty much everything. I mean, they help nurture us and create us the way we are to protect our black women. So, and that's the main thing. My final thought is protect black women. You have a really good final thoughts, man. I love, I love everything that you just said. I'm, 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 I'm feeling that. Um, my final thoughts real quickly, uh, a couple things, a couple final thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, please wear your mask. Um, this, this COVID has no respect of person. Yes. I mean, uh, black, white, yeah. Jew, it doesn't make a difference. And yeah. yes, COVID is, COVID is still real and COVID is still out here. People are, the survival rate, yeah, you can get it and survive. But they're also yes. talking about some of the after effects too of COVID for a lot of people. Um, they're still figuring this thing out. And then with that being said, 
Uh, Brandon, you know it's flu season right around the corner. It's right here. Uh, do what you can do to be healthy. Chicago's opening back up a little bit more. Um, uh, you're not going to be able to eat outside a little bit because we know it's getting colder. But I yep. think restaurants are going to allow at least 40%, uh, 40 right. of uh, – uh, patrons to be able to now kind of come in so that you can kind of wine and dine. They have those rules kind of set. Uh, Chicago, and I believe, has done a really good job at its, at its, uh, at its rate, its COVID rate. It's like 96% uh, because you know why? We've been doing really good and taking care. I think out of a lot of cities and states, we have been um, doing, doing better than most. Doing yeah. better than most. And I think that we need to continue that. There are places that are opening and wide up. Uh, Governor DeSantis out of uh, in Florida decided to open up all of Florida, and now you got spreaders everywhere. Um, yep. And that thing is scary. It's so scary. Uh, and so I want us to continue to do the things that we need to do. And remember, let's not think about, it's about other people. It's about protecting other people. It's about yep. protecting other people. So put that mask on, right? Yep. Wash your hands. Do the hand sanitizer. Uh, if you got to do the social distancing, you know how we have to do it. Uh, but most importantly, let's maintain that. Uh, secondly, voting. Let's make sure that we exercise our right. If you're not registered, early voting started. It's already going on in our city, in our state. You can do it. You can get in there. If you don't want to go to the, go out there, you can just. Let me use one of Joe Biden's words. Don't believe the malarkey that they're telling you that it's not safe. Uh, don't believe that if you go to the polls, President Trump is going to have his people there watching you. Don't believe that. Go and exercise your right. November 3rd, that is important. Also, uh, I'm going to switch this whole thing because we've been talking about that. I want to talk about some sports on my final thoughts. Uh, my White Sox are out of it. They've gotten to a best of three. There was a best of three series between them and the athletics. They won game one, was excited about that game one because they hadn't won a playoff game in 15 years. But then game two, they were supposed to win game two. That's basically what you do. They gave yep. the athletics the opportunity to be, they lost the game, and then to come to find out, we are no longer in the damn playoffs. Wow, yep. I guess it was good while it lasted, right? Um, so there it is, White Sox, done. Cubs, real quickly, are they doing anything? I, right as I checked, I'm getting the updates right now. It's not looking so good. It might, they oh, might be out too. They might okay. be out too. But don't quote me that. Like as we doing this, you know that the game is still going, but it's not oh. looking good. But not yeah, it looks like both teams might be out. But I do want to say, uh, great season by the Sox too. By the way, even though because they they were like expected to just make the playoffs and they were doing good all season. I just think now they're at that stage where now they expect to be in the playoffs. They probably yeah. need a new manager. They probably need a little bit better man. Because some of them calls, I don't want to call for Rick Renteria's job like that. It's just, I think he's a good teacher. But I think to get to that level, to get the championship, you probably need another coach to get in there. He's probably a good bench coach maybe. Or yeah. maybe to set up your team for a rebuild. Now we, we at that level. You, you, you get in that Cubs, we got to compete and contend. You probably need a new coach. Cubs, uh, they you, keep going. You may be onto something right there, uh, but oh my God, those players really did well. Was very excited to see the White Sox do what they had to do. Uh, the Chicago Bears are three and zero, and let me tell you, that move that pulling uh, your boy out of there, Trubisky, uh, I felt like it worked. You got Nick Foles comes in there, and now we're—I mean, he comes into what those what two th two touchdowns, two touchdowns, maybe what two or three touchdowns, three, and we three, the three game. touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, three four. touchdowns. Three touchdowns then, you know, he opened up that offense. But here's the thing: I know the Bears are three and zero. Okay, but our next opponent is the Indianapolis Colts. 
and they have great defense. Now, with that being said, I do believe I think they play the coach. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if they win. I'm not gonna get my hopes up high on these on this crew, but let's see what happens. It, it feels good to be three and zero, though, bro. Yeah, it's 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 a good three and zero. Granted, they were against subpar teams, and they they always made them all come back in kind of close, but it's still good to be three and zero. The schedule's just going to get harder for them, though. It's about to get harder. So, I mean, y'all better get in shape. And that defense, that defense need to get in shape. I'm sorry, man. Khalil Mack, you need to step it up. Quinn, they ain't got no – you need to stop the run. Y'all need to do something because, it, 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 man, come on. Come on. Come on. 3-0. and Let's see if they can go 4-0. and uh, Let's talk about the NBA Finals. Wow. LBJ. LBJ. Somebody told me the other day, one of my boys said, man, you on LBJ's. And I, I'm not going to finish saying all that. But I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I like LBJ. And I'm going to say this about that team. Um, I love – let me just say this. I'm an East, I'm an Eastern kind of guy, right? I'm an Eastern Conference guy. I mean, because when the Bulls played in Eastern Conference for all those years and they won. But I like LeBron. And I don't necessarily like the Lakers. I like LeBron. And I like Jimmy Butler. I like Jimmy Butler. To be honest with you, I thought that when we gave up Jimmy Butler, I was crushed because I knew what kind of player he was. But congratulations to Jimmy Butler to being able to do what he was able to do with that team and to make it to his first ever Eastern Conference final, right? Now, yeah. let's look at the Eastern Conference. Uh, okay, let's look at the West. So the West is going to always beat the East, okay? So as a matter of yesterday, oh, my God, Miami was doing We've seen it. We've seen how they were playing. Oh, but do you understand one quick thing I'm about to tell you here, and it's a fact. They have never – the Miami Heat, had never trailed, had never really trailed. Yeah, no, hadn't done, yeah, until this this time here. They have a great team, but they're hurt. They're banged up, bro, and it, it it's not going to happen. I wouldn't yeah. even be surprised if the Lakers sweep them. Now, can they? That's, bro, I was no. about to say that at, at the point that they was going. I, I, had, I had Lakers in six, maybe five. I, like, now you you lost your, your second best player in BAM, who's probably not going to be – Drogic is probably like they third, really. Maybe they third, fourth. Yep. Uh, Jimmy can't do this all on his own. He can. You know? and, and, and LeBron is on a mission. And shot, by the way, I do want to say this is a quick little note. I like to throw little notes in. What? Deion Waiters of the Lakers, no matter what happens, he will get a championship ring because he started <laughs> the season with the Miami Heat. And he's right now on the Lakers. No matter yes. what happens, he is leaving with an NBA championship ring. So I just want to yes. throw that out. And then shout out to the Chi-Town dudes who are all up in there. You got Anthony Davis from Miami. You got Kendrick Nunn, Simeon product up in there. You got, I think you got another dude named uh, uh, Tucker on there who's on the Lakers, a bench player. A lot of Chi-Town talent up in there about to get some rings. JaVale McGee, who, who's not really from Chi-Town, but he played at Hills. Like, uh, oh, he played, Hills JaVale played at Hills? Yeah, JaVale, JaVale played ball. I remember playing against him. Like, he played uh, – he started in Detroit, and then he, I think he finished his senior year to kind of junior senior year in Chicago, played at Hales, yeah, to try to get, like, kind of recruited and more uh, recognition. But, yeah, man, a lot of Chi-Town connections up in there. So, it, it, look, we Deion Waiters, though, about to get a Deion ring. Deion Waiters, Deion Waiters. But, man, I'm going to tell you, when I saw them boys down, 30 points, bro, and then I really didn't like the coaching with Eric Spolster and them. Like, this boy is hobbling off this. Why are y'all putting him back? I saw the replay of how Jimmy rolled that ankle. And then yeah. I know he's going back in. Like, this ain't Willis Reed. This yeah, ain't the New York. You're saying Willis Reed coming back in, going to save the day. This is yeah. back. Look, bro, go and rest that, bro. 
you, we can, Jimmy, don't come back. You know, and we like, already down thirty. Me. We lost this game. I'm sorry. We 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 like we already got three players. We hurt. lost this game. Just, okay, you know what? Deal. Let's just get ready for game two. Let's rest it up. Hey. Get ready for game two. With that being said, you know I love AD right Chicago right. This AD's team, man. This AD's team. I know people gonna say it's the. I know people say it's LeBron's team, but you think about LeBron. What LeBron's this is seventeenth season. Seventeenth season. He'll probably three more years. He could probably get like twenty. Yeah, he'll do the exit like Kobe, right? Um, I'm thinking now. It's AD's team, bro. Yeah, this is. And this, I'm so this glad that AD in his first. Remember, he's in rare company being able to in his first NBA Finals to score what thirty four points. Yeah, ball. It was like Shaq. It was like I think he's in this company with four other people, like uh, George Minkin and uh, Shaq and somebody else. I can't think of him. But dude, it's you can see like we see the serious little LeBron and the focus. Yeah. But look at look at AD. He's okay. on that same page. I mean, big ups to LeBron because I mean I got to give LeBron credit on this. I mean, hey, you saw the talent, AD. You knew he was a special player, but still, you can be a really good player and not win a championship. He's coming into his own. I think the main thing was him as a mental thing with AD, and I think LeBron helped instill that in him. That's why, to me, that's why I say I know we we know Giannis won. I mean, and I, I actually feel like they should be giving these awards out after the playoffs, but that's besides <laughs> the point. But. That's what that's what makes LeBron the most valuable player to me in this season because I, not only is his play doing, but look at the what he's impacting his influences on plays because I think he made AD reach another level. That's he did, just my, and I feel like if LeBron yeah. AD in this team would be perfectly fine. They, and bro, and you have to think about it. Yeah, and because think about it, they got a lot of really good key. And Rondo's playing like probably some of his best basketball. Ooh. Oh my god, playoff Rondo is always good. Playoff Rondo, oh my god, is playoff Rondo, playoff Rondo. Is like, but you remember, amazing. he had been he had been hurt a lot of times. He's been dealing with Nagel's nagging injuries. Yeah, but um, this is the team. I really feel like they're gonna do it. Um, I'm happy about it. I can't wait for uh, game two. We'll be we'll be able to check it out. And see it, and I'm mad at you, bro. Don't ever talk to me ever again because you beat me at fantasy football. <laughs> I thought I wasn't gonna talk to you, but y'all just out Pat killed me. I thought Shout I out y'all. I thought it was a wrap, bro. I was waiting on. I had finished. And for those who don't, I'm just gonna kind of set the stage up. I had finished on Sunday night. I was done. Drew Brees had played. I was leading by like 30 points. But yep. in my mind, I had already, and I think I had told you this. I was in my mind, I don't know if I told you this. In my mind, I was already going to give Patrick Mahone 30 just because going into the game. Because I was like, yep. damn, he I gives, have, he, yeah. this is what I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not stupid. But yeah. then, um, and then I started looking up and I'm like, and then I get a text from you. Oh. <laughs> I, I wasn't that that text wasn't to rub it in, but I, I was right there. Yes, with, it I was. was and don't say that it wasn't because it was. I know I was because I was I was literally on I was on Sunday accepting defeat because I was like man Pat Mahomes against the Ravens defense I'm like uh you know what he's probably gonna get a good thirty and my phone just kept giving me notifications that <laughs> and literally I thought it was the same one I'm like wait a minute touchdown again I just I just looked at it I just looked down at it how do you get they got the ball back again and I'm just like oh wait he got thirty and it's halftime I was like oh this is my change so. Boy, yeah, you might be Mahomes, glad I got a, a I got a, have a short memory in this business. My memory, I have to because I got I'm like, damn, I got a kid. But I was like, damn, I'm lost. I'm 0-3. I'm like, I am 0-3. And I'm like, I'm really thinking I'm gonna get out the hole with you and get more than a deeper hole. And then on top of that, they got a bye week going on this week. And I'm just like, gosh, oh, what yeah. else can happen? Yeah. But anyway, man, good game, man. That was good, bro. Appreciate it. Good, 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 man. Good game, boy. Good game. I mean, I got over it. I'm good now. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens this week.
We'll All see. Right, um, that's going to do it for hey, this guy's podcast. Y'all don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify, on Radio.com, wherever you find us, uh, we are here. Fry Guy, have a great weekend. So, you and yours, good luck to you, bro. We'll talk back next time. All right. <laughs>